2: You are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. This is this one-stop shop, this one hour of power. You know what we're doing here? We're doing what we're supposed to be doing everywhere. We're living our lives like it matters. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to talk about patterns. I know that's a common topic, right? But patterns are repeatable processes. You know, they are, um, how do we put this, a code within a system system. Some of those patterns are called science. You know, repeatable, determinable outcomes based on consistent occurrences. If you eat a lot of food and don't have movement, don't exercise, guess what? You gain weight. If you don't put gas in your vehicle, guess what? You'll eventually run out of gas and stop running. In the human head, the human heart, in our relationships, in our machinations, We also have expectable outcomes based on what we do, right? Today, you know what we're calling today's show? Follow the science, right? Because we hear it all the time. Science, 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 science. You know, science, I know it sounds strange, but it's a generalization, right? There's lots of different types of science. You can use it generically. No, is it political science? Is it agricultural science? Uh, Is it human science, right? I mean, we can play with this forever. It's kind of like success, right? You line up 100 people, all age 25, and you ask them if they're going to be successful. And we used to do this in the insurance business. And then you project forward 40 years at 65 years old, and I don't know, something like 38 of them are dead. 30 of them don't make it to 65. Uh, One of them's independently wealthy, can do whatever they want. Three of them can live a good life. And the rest are, as I used to say, either dead or dead broke. Dependent on somebody else, dependent on government. Now, why? First of all, they never defined success. Second of all, they didn't plan to fail. They failed to plan. That's a typical pattern. Success doesn't happen by accident. That's like if you're out there in the middle of a a deserted island, let's say, um, you know, you woke up and you haven't seen anybody around, you don't know if you're at the end of the world or whatever, uh, and uh, you're walking along this area, you think there could be no human being left, and then all of a sudden you come upon a Rolex watch. This is a man! Right? You gotta believe there's uh, somebody's there. And by the way, if you didn't know anything, and you had no recognition, no background, no knowledge... And you came upon a watch or something that you can tell was intelligently designed. You got my point? You'd probably think that there were intelligent people around that had to design that intelligent looking watch. Science, right? And so you got to understand that we use words differently. You know, I use the word love all the time. You know, I love chocolate pudding. I love my kitty cat, Susan. I love my wife. I love the Lord my God with all my heart, with all my mind, with all my soul, right? Same word. Totally different meaning, depending on is it agape love? Is it phileo love? Is it eros love? Is it storge love? All the same word, but they all have different meanings. I love my brother John, my producer, but I'm talking agape, no eros. Nothing, not that there's anything wrong with that, John. I'm just saying, just not my cup of tea. Not going to do it. I'm using the same word. Wouldn't it wouldn't be burden- necessary, <laughs> right? Right? And so you got to know what words mean. Because right now, there's a lot of conflation going on. Right now, uh, there's a lot of confusion going on. Here's the problem. When we're confused, we don't step out. You know, today, we're going to hear from a graduate. Someone that I just uh, I've, I've met in Sturgis on my ministry work I do out there. Uh, we spent a couple of uh, August together in Sturgis, and I invited him out to class. And I'm going to tell you, I want you to share with this guy. He went to my class last weekend. And uh, he's going to share with you some of the science. You know, some difference, some changes. You know, he said one thing he told me the other day. He said, for the first time in my head, it's quiet. See, when it's quiet, it's not so confusing. When it's quiet, we look for answers. The stillness, right? And so today we're going to follow the science. But let's first define the word science so you know what I'm talking about. Science is a systematic study of the structure and behavior of the physical and natural world through observation, experimentation, and the testing of theories against the evidence obtained, right? I love the second definition, knowledge. Knowledge of any kind. Here's another definition I found. Science, from Latin scientia, means knowledge, is a systematic enterprise that builds and organizes knowledge in the form of testable explanations and predictions about the universe. And how about this one? Why not go to the sou- sciencecouncil.org, right? Here's what the sciencecouncil.org says. Science is the pursuit and application of knowledge and understanding of the natural and social world following a systematic methodology based on evidence. What? Scientific methodology includes the following. Listen, there are 7 points here. Scientific methodology includes the following. Objective observations Measurement and data, possibly, although not necessarily using mathematics as a tool. Number two, evidence. Number three, experiment and or observation as benchmarks for testing hypothesis. Number four, introduction. Reasoning to establish general rules or conclusions drawn from facts or examples. Number five, repetition. Number six, critical analysis. And number seven, verification and testing. Critical exposure to scrutiny peer review, and assessment. And so what I want you to know is today, we follow the science. Hurting people hurt people. Any behavior reinforced with a positive outcome will repeat itself. Everything we do or do not do is driven by belief. So if you want to get people to do things differently, change their beliefs. What's going on all around us is science. Science is uh, their people are using it, the science of manipulation, the science of uh, mass uh, formation, the science of um, structure. And so this goes on in our lives, this goes on in our past. See, we are little meaning makers. We go through life and we want to see patterns. We take those things that happen to us and we create structure called belief systems. Those belief systems dictate everything we do or do not do. The problem is we put a majority of our belief systems in place when we're younger, when we have old programs, when we have other situations where we're not in control. And then we grow up, but we keep running the same program, the same patterns, but they no longer work for us. But because we know nothing different, we run the same patterns over and over and over and over. And then we fall into Einstein's definition. When you think of science, you think of Einstein. When you think of Einstein, you think of science. And here's what that science guy said, any behavior reinforced with a positive outcome will repeat itself. Actually, he didn't say that, I said that. Let me tell you what he said that made me say what I said. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. He says that's crazy. So then I say, if you don't like the results, change the approach. As you change the approach, you change the results. And ladies and gentlemen, whether you're talking about America, whether you're talking about the world, whether you're talking about your marriage, or you're talking about your own personal psyche, the same science applies. We believe what we listen to over and over and over. Whether that is the mass media or that is your own thoughts in your head, we have thirty to 60,000 thoughts per day. And the reason why I like to have graduates on after a class, because I want you to see that I don't care where you are in life, it can be better. I don't care how broken you are, you can get better. I don't care how bad life has hurt you and how bitter you've become, you can get better. I don't care what's happened to you up until now. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. And so today, we're going to follow the science so that we can be more today than we were yesterday, better tomorrow than today. We call that under construction. I'm Black. We'll be right back.
0: It's Cuts Whack!
3: Abby Normal. That's likeitmatters.net.
0: Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
3: Your feet will stay warm in the
4: cooler weather with insulated waterproof boots from Chet's Shoes. Chet's takes the time to measure your feet and make sure you have the right boots for whatever you're doing. Whether you need safety or regular toe styles, the friendly specialists at Chet's Shoes know what will work for you. Shop a local 70-year family-owned store, visit their Spring Lake Park location, or online at Chet'sShoes.com. Remember, Chet's Mobile Shoe Service can bring the store to you. If the shoe fits, you've been to Chet's.
2: welcome back to like it matters radio radio like it matters inspiration education and application and yes we do still have openings in the minneapolis class yes uh, go to uh, like it matters.net you can look at the schedule there but it's march 31st through april 2nd as you heard on the uh, commercial uh yeah we limit our class size to 12 p- people so once they're closed they're, they're closed so um I'm sure we'll come back, but right now we do not have another Minneapolis class on the schedule. Good night. So it is, yeah, March 31st through April 2nd, and then uh, three weeks later, April 21st through April 23rd, we will be back in my home state of uh, te- Texas in uh, the Metroplex Dallas Fort Worth. So let's uh, let's go to the phone lines. Let's welcome uh, our guest. Uh, let's welcome a recent graduate from Team 232, Brandon. Brandon, thanks for joining us today, buddy yeah of course
5: thanks
2: for having me so i'm um, glad to be uh, glad you're here brother so you and i met Sturgis. how long have you been going out to Sturgis, brandon uh two years now two years that's all man seems like i yeah. see you every year out there so this will be my seventh year i get out there so so brandon's a great guy we don't say a lot or i should say he doesn't say a lot up until now uh but uh we connected i can see his spirit he's a good man good heart so um I said, hey brother, I got this great training I do, why don't you come on out? And he said, yeah, I'll think about it. And I offer that to a lot of people. And most people just move on. They don't even pick, take me up on my offer. They miss out on something they have no idea what they're missing out on. But Brandon uh, pursued it. Uh, we had a class date, uh, we had to move it. And then uh, here it was, uh, we went in August. So this is now, what, uh, five, six, seven months later. So you finally get to class. And uh, five minutes into class, you, you got to tell me, Brandon, were you think rethinking your choice? Were you thinking how crazy you were? Were you thinking of an exit strategy to get outside Oops. that door? Five minutes into it, what were you thinking?
5: Uh, probably all of the above. I mean, first of all, <laughs> what did I get myself into and uh, what's the easiest way out without embarrassing myself?
2: Yeah, it's, a, it's an intense class. Is that, is that fair to say? Oh, definitely. More than fair. Yeah, and I I tell people it's tough. It's not tough so I can brag about it being tough. It's not tough so I can put another notch on my belt. It's tough because leadership has to do with the person. So in order to grow as a person, we got to move our egos. And boy, that's hard because our egos are great protection mechanisms. They, are, they protect us, fear of rejection, fear of embarrassment, low self-esteem, low self-worth. Not that you have any of that or I have any of that, but we all have a lot of ego, it seems. So we're protecting something, not sure what it is. So let me ask you, how long did it take you to, to let go? How long did it take you just to say, you know what, I'm done with my old stuff. I'm ready for some new stuff. Where, where did that shift take place for you in the class?
5: Oh, uh, unfortunately for me I held on longer than I should have. I mean it must have been mm-hmm. day two, late in the day two yeah. that I finally mm-hmm. gave off. Gave in. And you and you finally said that's it, I'm gonna I'm gonna
2: give my all I mean, what was the conversation? Was it like enough's enough? I mean, what did you say to yourself to say okay, it's time?
5: Uh basically it's you gotta make a choice. Like, you know, what is it? Yeah. Worth staying who you are, or let's let's see what's behind door number two. I mean, you it, it can't be worse, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah, door let's number two. You know that's a
5: that's a great point,
2: Brandon. You know, there's there's something called um, uh, your rock bottom, and you're not an addict. We're not talking about an addict here, but they say an addict will never get help until they hit rock bottom. And and for me, I always wanted to find that. And so to me, I figured out rock bottom is this: when the the pain of changing is the less is less than the pain of staying the same. Right, because I put a lot of pressure on you, and then you play your old tapes, right? Your old, oldies but goodies from the 60s and 70s. I'm not good enough. I can't handle this. Uh, I'm not that smart. He's going to figure out I'm not too intelligent, right? All those old programs start playing, and we talk ourselves out of things. But this was different. You talked yourself into it. Did you notice the difference?
5: Uh, yeah, like once, once your mind made that connection, like, you know, that's there's better on the other side. It's like now you want more of it. You want to keep doing that?
2: Yep, hey Amen. Why go back to the old you when the new you tastes so good and looks so good? Right? I mean, it's just silly. It's just crazy. So, go ahead. What would you say, Brandon? If you had to pinpoint anything, what's the biggest takeaway from the class? The biggest benefit from that forty-eight hours with me?
5: Uh be able to clear your mind and then everything's a choice. Like you, you literally get to choose. Like when you start thinking about how many times you failed or made mistakes. It's like did you already predetermine that because you didn't think you could do it? Or, you know, or is that just yeah. part of learning or all of that?
2: Well, and you said something to me when you got out of class, So we were talking, it was a couple of days afterwards, and you said, uh, uh, you talked about quietness in your head for the first time. Talk about that. What what were you used to before class, and what have you noticed since class about what's going on in your head?
5: Um, to me, it just became normal, like it, it, how noisy it is in your head, how many voices are telling you a hundred different things. and. Day in and day out, what you can, what you can't do, what you should do, this and that. And then like literally the night of after graduation, I mean, uh, what was it? I was telling you that, you know, I had a kid crying. I had one while singing a song as loud as he could. The TV's on. And, you know, you notice it's quiet for once. So you, you grasp the fact that that's in your head. It's quiet now. Yep. You know, you can it
2: think. It's stunning. Yep. And Maybe. you don't think it is, Brandon. What's thinking? It's talking to yourself, right? <laughs> Oh, so yeah. You, yeah yeah yeah. Think about this. So now think about this. We have thirty to sixty thousand thoughts per day. So thirty to sixty thousand conversations going on in our head per day, and yet we're only three to five percent consciousness. So we're about ninety five percent of them we're missing, and yet those conversations control and dictate. Everything that you do. I mean, in class, we showed you the power of your mind. I mean, in class, remember that exercise when I had you imagine you put some pictures on your sc- mind of your screen's eye, uh, on your screen of your mind's eye, and one minute, someone could lift you up. And then a minute later, and all you did was put some stuff in your head that wasn't real, and then they couldn't lift you. I mean, what was that like, man? What what did that tell you about your head? I uh,
5: It's just trying to wrap your head around like how powerful that is. It's like, it should be deemed impossible yet. You just watched it happen. You felt it happen.
2: Yeah. And that's the power of our thoughts. People don't get this. Uh, people don't get that. We believe what we tell ourselves over and over and over. You believe different about yourself today than you did last Thursday, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah. Last Thursday, can I suggest that some of your thoughts were you're not good enough. You'll never amount to much. You're not smart enough. You're not this. And then you're always reminded of your past. Have you ever had yourself throw your past in your face before? <laughs> oh, well often I'd like to that. <laughs> That's right. I mean, you remember it all, right? And, you know, I, I've said this. You've heard me say so many things over two days, Brandon. And one thing I say over and over is that leaders remember the right things. I used to say leaders remember, but we all remember. What we remember is the trash, the garbage. You know why? Because the Bible says we have an accuser of the brethren. We have an enemy that is constantly accusing us of all of our past, everything we've done, all of our shortcomings, how screwed up we are, how messed up we are, all the mistakes, all the shortcomings, all the shortfalls. And man, that gets a bit overwhelming when your self-confidence is destroyed. You have no respect for yourself, and then everything someone else does triggers that lack of respect, so you don't feel loved. And we don't feel loved. We circle the wagons and keep to ourselves. Does that sound like any patterns that you had before our class? Oh, gee, maybe a few, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Right? But Brandon, you see, you know what I'm talking about. You were in there with 15 other people. What did you you learn about people in that class? Because you were there with a lot of people. What did you learn about people? Oh, we're we're all flawed. We're all messed up. We're Everybody's fighting their own battles, you know? And we've all heard this T-shirt, right? We've all heard the saying. But now you saw it. You saw 15 other people. Most of them you fell in love with, right? Most of them are like brothers and sisters. And yet you saw their pain. You saw their struggles. You saw their disappointments. You saw they want to love and be loved. You saw they were broken like you. I mean, it really gave you some hope for mankind. What do you think?
5: Oh, yeah, more than enough. I mean, like I said, in two days, 15 people. It's incredible to see that change, be a part of that change.
2: Yeah, that's phenomenal. What do you think your family's seen different, your wife, your kids? I mean, your mother-in-law signed up for class. It's so cool. I go, who's this Terry lady? You go, that's my mother-in-law. And based on what you said to her, and by the way, she told me just in some text interactions. And she read me the text and go, they're no big deal, but this is totally different. That he's responding different, even though there's most people wouldn't see anything here, but I could tell just by his text messages that this man's changed. So, what what are people noticing different about Brandon this week?
5: Uh, seems to be you know like more it's more genuine. You know, it's more of me. Like instead of uh, an empty laugh or a joke, you know, it's like a genuine smile. There's real joy there. Yeah. Uh, and
2: if you saw Brandon, he's a beautiful young man. I mean, he's a beautiful smart. I'm, I'm as heterosexual as you get, so don't worry, Brandon. But uh, he's a good-looking man. He has a love for the Lord. He glows when he smiles. But but Brandon's like a lot of people. Because of his pain in the past, he used humor to mask it and to avoid. And I love a good joke, but we don't want to make us the joke. And so what um what would you tell people listening to this radio show right now who have never thought about going? Should they go, and why should they go?
5: Oh, I don't hesitate. And even if you have an inkling or a thought, like, uh, maybe I should try this. I mean, go for it. You should. Um, if I can change in two days like that, I mean, anybody can, it's incredible experience and I think everyone should have it. I mean,
2: yeah. Priceless, right. I I mean, that class costs two grand. How, I mean, if you had to put a price tag on it, what price tag would you put on it?
5: Uh, (laughs) I, it is priceless. I mean, easily thousands. I mean, and at first, you're yeah. like, oh, well, it's a lot. And you go through it, and you're like, wow, how has he just giving this away? How is that yeah. possible?
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a powerful process, and you got a chance to experience it. And this is what I do in the same patterns that you saw in humans. That's what we're seeing in society. See, because society is nothing more than a makeup of a whole bunch of people. And so if you want to learn how to change your family, you want to learn how to change your community, you want to learn how to change your country, you first, you've got to figure out how we work and how do you change the person. And that's one thing you did this weekend, Brandon. So I'm proud of you. I'm going to walk with you as long as you want me to until good Lord brings us home. Uh, I look forward to talking to you before Sturgis. But I'll definitely see you in Sturgis in August. Okay, my friend? Awesome. Definitely. All right, buddy. God bless you, Brandon. Appreciate your time. Have a great day. All right. I am Black. We'll be right back after these messages.
0: What if most of what we've assumed about human existence was outdated and in need of reevaluation? What if atheism was put to rest for good? In his latest book, Eric Metaxas presents the unraveling of atheism with astonishing new findings and science backed arguments. Discoveries so compelling, we're bringing him to the Twin Cities to talk about it. Is Atheism Dead? A discussion with Eric Metaxas, Thursday, April 28th at Plymouth Covenant Church. He'll present remarkable new evidence from his book that defeats the idea of a creatorless universe. He'll make even the most staunch atheist reconsider their beliefs as he echoes the work of C.S. Lewis and G.K. Chesterton. His biblical discernment and sharp logic will make this faith-affirming event come to life, not to mention the entertaining wit and enthusiasm you've come to expect from Eric Metaxas. Invite some friends from church and an open-minded atheist and reserve your seats today at Freedom 1570.
6: Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life.
2: This is a man. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. This is where we're living live like it matters. And today, we're talking about following the science. You know, that's a phrase we've heard over and over and over and over for the last couple of years. And it's a, it's a crock. Because you can basically make science. I mean, there was a lot of things we used to believe. We used to believe it was okay to have slaves, people. We used to believe that a black person was less than a full human being. Uh, We used to believe that if we're at war with Japan, then we should take all people of Japanese descent and put them in intern camps. We used to believe that you could sit above a mountain and watch above-ground nuclear tests go off. We used to believe that it's okay to smoke while you're pregnant. We used to believe that cocaine was a pretty good thing to get you going in the morning, right? Coca-Cola, right? (laughs) I mean, we used to believe this dude called Dr. Spock knew how to raise kids, and so our parents screwed us up pretty bad following Dr. Spock's rules. So there's a lot of things we used to believe. That's what science does. It runs things. It tests things. I mean, Watson and Crick, uh, two weeks before they finally stumbled into maybe DNA's a uh, uh, double helix, was, was swore they were writing papers. It's a triple helix, you know. So, you know uh, Einstein's original work. You can look at a lot of Einstein's hypothesis and conjecture early on was absolutely wrong. Wrong. You look at you look at Freud. Freud took everything back to his uh, the sexuality and everything. And, and some of his stuff is silly. And yet his intense work with the conscious and unconscious mind uh, is powerful. And it's, it's factual. It's sound. It's what we build upon today. But he had a lot of nut job ideas. So this is where we got to be careful. Follow the science. And again, I wanted to find words because we're all using the same language, right? We're all speaking the same language. but Dang, are we using different dictionaries? Right? We define words differently. Merriam-Webster is a woke dictionary. Throw away your Merriam-Webster, burn it. Uh, as soon as any liberal or woke person says anything on the news, Merriam-Webster changes their dictionary immediately. So, I mean, you can't get any more woke than Merriam-Webster, so you want a real dictionary that actually really defines word that's not politically science-driven. And so I went to the sciencecouncil.org, right? I mean, I got to be honest with you, uh, if I was looking for something on science and I went to this place called sciencecouncil.org, I'd probably think, hey, I got the buffet, right? This is where I want to be, right? So science is a pursuit and application of knowledge and understanding of the natural and social world following a systematic methodology based on evidence. And this is what I do in my class. This is what I do in my radio show. As we're working at syndication, I finally got a a large network. I hope it's large. I don't know how big it is. Network of Christian radio stations. The CEO reached out to me from an email we'd sent a, month, a couple of months back, and he, you know, is interested. And so as I was writing it out there, you know, I was telling them that you know, what we do is, you know, I take all the sciences: the transactional analysis, cognitive behavioral therapy, logo therapy, emotional intelligence, multiple intelligence. My, my I'm a master practitioner in neurolinguistic programming, uh, truth therapy therapy. I mean, all these things. And then I study the Bible. I eat scripture. So I also uh, have theology. I look at patterns, uh, whether you call it epidemiologists or sociologists. And so I see those things. And not only that is I have 30 years of walking intimately with 15,000 people to see tens of thousands of people respond differently and respond the same from different walks of life, different backgrounds. And that's what we do on this radio show. That's what we do in the class. I do follow the science. But you got to be careful. It's not political science. There's a lot of people spouting off science as opinion. It's opinion. And just like the theory of evolution, it's taught as science in class. It's not science. It's a theory. There's no missing links. Why do we still have monkeys? I'll give you a trillion years. No one's ever been able to take non-life and turn it into life. Science says that at conception, life begins. But people tell you to follow science says life begins a week after a botched abortion if the what? mother wants to keep it. Yeah. Science says that there is a male and a female. When you go to a pet store and you buy an animal, you want to know, is that a boy or a girl? When you have a child... They put them if it's a boy or a girl, you have in the construction industry, you have a male plug in and then a female plug in that goes uh, the, female, the male goes inside the female plug in. I mean, this is how we construct things. There are two sexes, not thirty seven. Uh, so, you know, you can listen to people say follow the science when they don't believe the science. We're not sh- getting short on water. We have a we have a system here. There's the same amount of water on this planet today as it was 100 years ago, 200 years ago. I mean, some things are crazy. And for those of you that believe in God and yet you're out there running running the junk science, God's science is called omniscience. That's God's science. I mean, God made science. He sits above his own his own creatures, his, his things he makes. He doesn't, he's not bound by it. He sits above it. So he's omniscient. Do you hear it? Omniscience. member science means knowing, knowledge. So omniscience means all knowing, all knowledge. So God can't learn anything. So God figured man into this. God says the earth is going to melt. Read Revelation 22. The elements are going to melt. A new Jerusalem is going to come down. What are we saving the planet from? God? It's silly. It's silly. Member science is patterns, repetition, critical analysis, verification and testing, experimenting observations, evidence. And that's what we do. And let me tell you right now, there are certain things that are true, and they're science. And this is what I deal with when I help people. In my class, I teach people basic structure. That's why a lot of people see me as a father figure, not because I'm old and fat or gray and bald. It's because I carry a lot of wisdom, carry a lot of knowledge. Uh, I wasn't taught a lot of things when I was younger. I had to learn them on my own. And a good parent teaches their kids the, the important things about God, teach them about work ethic, teach them about the importance of family, teach them about hard work and how that work plays out. That's not taught anymore. We don't critical think anymore. We've been abused or molested or abandoned. We've kind of raised our own, ourself on the internet, and so you need to understand some truths and patterns and people. And the and the bad part is these patterns and people are also patterns in groups of people, communities, and patterns in countries. See, you'll never rise above the quality of the people you hang out with. Parents, you know this. You don't want your kids to hang out with kids that are bad kids. Why? because you know that they'll influence them. You will never rise above the quality of the people you hang out with. What kind of people are you hanging out with? Are you hanging out with positive people? Are you hanging out with godly people? Are you hanging out with people who challenge you to be better? Or are you hanging out with people who lower the bar? You know, in my class, I put a lot of pressure on people. And you can tell a man's religion in time of despair. And this last weekend, I had 16 people. 15 of them I should say 14 of them there's a guy in there that you know I debated on on what he was going on all that still don't know about and there's one guy I gave a certificate of commitment to that probably should give a certificate of completion to and there's one guy who quit early on we allowed him to stay around to see if we can get some knowledge in him just by osmosis and then we asked him to leave when that process was over but a young kid was 22 years old the young kid never learned the important sciences you know what's some of the important sciences for human beings to learn? The law of causation, the chain of causation, law of causality, uh, conditional statements that actions have consequences, choices have consequences, that you're you don't deserve anything, that it's an honor to live in this country, it's an honor to to, to be called a child of God, it's an honor, and then because you have been blessed, you're to be a blessing. A kid never learned it. Kid, to me, worries me on the basics of a sociopath. He could care less about his dad, and this, this is what we do. And because he didn't like his dad, because his dad told him to go, he couldn't get anything out of our class. See, this is how we work. We cut off our nose to spot our face. We have cognitive, cognitive dissonance. You see it all around us in the country. Uh, uh, you, you, because you have one belief, it negates so many other beliefs because you believe Donald Trump is a loser and evil man because you've been programmed that way. You now have to believe all this other stupid stuff that doesn't make any sense. That's like a lot of people who believe it's okay for a woman to decide to get abortion or not, refuse to answer the question. When does life begin? Because if life begins at conception, then they would be called a murderer. So instead of taking a look at that and see are they believe in the wrong thing about pro choice, they pretend not to know when life begins and not want to answer that question. Not going to do it. Because that belief system, the truth, would then negate their choice that they want to feel good about letting women kill their babies. I'm just telling you, this is how we work. And so we got to take a look at our belief systems. We got to take a look individually about what we accept, about what we allow. About the type of people we hang out with. About understanding that hurting people hurt people. And you can ban all the guns you want. You can ban all the rocks you want. You can ban all the cars you want. But guess what? People are going to find a way to hurt people. You got to get this. And so instead of banning stuff, why don't we deal with the people that are hurting and help them so they don't hurt? And then we got to take a look at the belief systems. Because everything we do or do not do is driven by belief systems. When was the last time you unpacked your beliefs? When was the last time you challenged one of your beliefs? Instead of going to group think, instead of going to mass formation, instead of being on the blue team and hating the red team, instead of being woke and thinking everybody that's not woke is bad, instead of cause you want a, a, a j- shot and you want to sleep with your mask on and drive with your mask on, you still gotta make everybody else have a mask on. See, that's not science. And so what we gotta do is go back to structure go back to what's real. Go back to what makes us do what we do. And that's what we're talking about today. Today we're talking about following the science and I'm going to show you after the break how things that are true with the individual are also true with the group and that explains a lot of the mess with. So I'm black. We'll be right back.
0: I'm a man. This is a man.
3: That's like it
0: matters.net. soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis or standing in awe at the grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free odyssey app.
1: I helps women wrestle with the deeper issues of their faith
4: drop by for blogs and daily devotionals for women plus articles on relationships health and beauty parenting and more at I a division of salem media group I
5: believe.com.
4: take a listen to this comparison of other training to leadership awakening
3: for
5: probably two-thirds of my
6: I used to believe that children were our future, but they're not. They're a threat to our very existence. Children are urinating in our pools, our lakes, and our oceans, causing glaciers to melt at an alarming rate. They dig up our beaches and then eat the sand. The damage to our coastline is irreversible. We have to join together and destroy the children before it's too late. Our future depends on it.
2: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters, inspiration, education, or application. You know, John, I was thinking we might want to put a disclaimer on that nowadays because nowadays people are willing to believe anything. But think about that. It's silly. But that little argument... Done in jest. Today, I'm not sure if somebody wouldn't spout that off in seriousness. This is how crazy it's gotten. We used to believe and teach this that choices have consequences. When you talk about follow the science, that for every action is an opposite or equal reaction, right? I mean, talk about science, that it, chaos is increasing. Talk about science that the universe is expanding rapidly to a point where it will so, so no longer expand. I mean, at some point, uh, it, it goes boom or whatever it is, right? This is the reality of life. We call it science. It's just like even if it's cloudy outside, every morning you know the sun's up. You might not be able to see it. It might be uh, behind a lot of dark clouds, maybe behind a whole bunch of rain or snow. But man, somewhere up there, you know, there's a sun because of science, repeatable patterns. And ladies and gentlemen, there are repeatable patterns. And what we're seeing right now around us in our families, in our communities is is science. The damage we've done to our children by making them afraid of each other. I don't care this COVID. You know what? Planes crash and people die. It's a fact of life But I'm working with a guy who has got a 15 year old daughter. His daughter's got good bones brought it properly uh, Amir's uh, I'm not sure he's from the Serbian area. I think Russia's I'm not sure he went to my class about 15 years ago Reached out to me and said man. I need some help with my daughter, you know the pandemic, you know homeschooling all that stuff just destroyed her She's now, you know, drinking. She's on drugs. She's done all this other stuff. And she was never like this before all this happened. We've caused kids to be afraid of each other. And I told you, I saw this kid in my class, 22 years old. He looked like he was 16. He looked like he, the sun has never touched his skin. He was pale. He was white. He was curled up in a ball most of the time. He had no drive, he had no purpose. Uh, his his only purpose was someday get his own apartment because he lives with dad. Just stunned. Uh, and then he thought his life was pretty good when I was talking to him on the phone before class. And then I had to find out, wow, it sounds like you're doing good. Wow, what is your dad talking about? I'm thinking, man, this kid thinks he's doing good. Uh, where are you working? Well, I don't work. What do you do during the day? Nothing. Well, uh, do you have any uh, hobbies? I play games. People watch me. Wow. Good for you, man. Good for you. 22 years old. I was on my own at 16, living in my car, uh, graduated at 17, in the army at 17, living in my car in college at 19, right? We used to teach people that hard work has dividends. We used to teach people that there's a God and we're not him. We used to teach people that the way you treat people will come back to you. And now uh, we don't teach our kids this. And now what we're teaching our kids and we're causing a lot of problems. I saw this thing in Montgomery County, Maryland. Schools welcome students back to campus this school year without officers patrolling the hallways for the first time since 2002. You ready for this? First four months in class. A staggering 1,688 911 calls. 102 sexual assaults. 87 assaults. 82 school threats. 76 controlled substance incidents, 57 weapons related incidents, 57 conflicts, 35 mental health incidents, 28 property crimes, four robberies between August and February in the schools. How about this? Chicago. You know, Lori Lightfoot? Lori Lightfoot blames all the carjacking on teenagers. That's what she said, because carjack is going through the roof in Chicago. I mean, people are getting killed. I saw this day and somewhere a doctor was carjacked. Uh, And then they ran over him, killed him with his own car. Uh, Groups of middle schoolers attacked a high school coach who asked them to stop doing donuts with their bikes in the area. So they attacked the coach. Look it up. Uh, Yesterday, a five-year-old kid attacked a teacher, five years old, and they had to take her to the hospital. Look it up. We're teaching hatred. We're teaching victimhood. White people are persecutors. America's racist. Black people are victims, treated unfairly, and every system called America is against them. You know, you saw in Russia this uh, WNBA player, Brittany Griner. You know, she was arrested. You know, she had illegal drugs. You know, we are not a a nation of laws anymore. We are not. And so people come here illegally, and we let them in, and we give them money. And we let them vote so we can have a one party system because we know they're gonna all vote Democrats, so then we'll just always have Democrats elected so they can do whatever we want. But there's no consequences. We stopped supporting laws. Obama started stopped decided he wasn't gonna defend the uh, defense of marriage act. Doma, he stopped doing it. He was gonna go ahead and let people who were here illegally stay here, and then more and more come. We're not a group of nations. Hillary Clinton never went to jail. Uh, for destroying evidence under subpoena. Uh, She's never, none of her people are going to jail right now. She basically worked with a foreign government to overthrow a president and to keep Donald Trump from getting elected. She paid a foreign adversary money to spy, and then she got our government to spy. No one's going to jail, except you're all hoping Donald Trump goes to jail. Don't you? It's amazing how your hatred. And see, this Brittany Griner, she has all the credentials to be worshipped in America. Right? She's black. She's progressive. She's gay. I didn't know she was gay until I saw the headline front page news on USA Day, I think it was, that uh, Brittany Grinders wife thanks her fans. Yeah, her wife and sh- Representative Sheila Jackson Lee demanded that Russia let her go. I mean she's gay, she's progressive, she's a black woman, she's a BLMer, she kneeled for the national anthem. All these people that turn their back on America that they won't our flag is disgusting, that on the medal and you win an Olympics and you turn your back, you spit on your country. Look what's going on in Ukraine. How we're all proud of how Ukraine's fighting. Twenty thousand foreign fighters showed up said we wanna we wanna live and die for Ukraine. What would happen in America? Did you see the study about Republicans, Democrats, a poll done by a very left-wing group that um, basically 60% of Republicans would stay and fight, and 25% of Democrats would stay and fight, so 75 on, would Why would any of these people that think America's a racist country, that think America hates them, why would they pick up arms and defend this country? What's happening in Ukraine can't happen here. Because we teach our people to hate America, that America's treated them poorly, that America wasn't formed in 1770s like we've been told—it was a lie. It was really formed in 1619 by a whole bunch of slaves. And the whole fake thing of 1776, because all the founding fathers were just racists who wanted slaves, so they created a whole new country where they could have slaves. That was the whole reason. And so the 1776 and all that war, that was just so those white people could keep their black slaves. That's what our kids are being taught. Our kids are being taught, black kids are being taught, that cops are going to kill you. And so now they're taught to run from them. A four-year-old kid shot at a cop yesterday on his father's command, I mean, a couple weeks ago. Ladies and gentlemen, there are laws. And you go to a foreign country with illegal drugs, you're taking a huge risk. And all these people are telling you, you, better let her go. No one seems to care about all the people in Afghanistan. The thousands of people that are left hostage, no one cared about them, the 13 soldiers that were killed. But here's a a WNBA player who's woke, who believes America's racist, who thinks her flag's embarrassing. Now they're all begging for that flag that she hates, for that America that she thinks is racist. Now they're all demanding that that same country now come and get her from committing a felony, committing a crime, having drugs in a foreign country. I think she should come home. I don't think all that stuff. But at some point, ladies and gentlemen, we gotta take a look at ourselves. And that's what we do in our training. I created a 2 day experience that cause you to take a look at yourself. And if we don't take a look at ourselves individually and start going back to basics, we have no future. We have no country. And it doesn't start with the person across the street. It doesn't start with that politician. It starts with you and me. We The best way to change this world is to work on the one person we have absolute control over, and that's us. Go to likeitmatters.net. Listen to this daily radio show every day. Go to likeitmattersradio.com. You are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does.
0: This is a man.
1: Thank you. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. The prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free GetUpside gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 25 cents a gallon cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I'll make 200 to $300 this year. Wow. That's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now.
0: Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to $0.25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code DRIVER for a $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to $0.50 cents a gallon on your first fill-up. You can cash out any time to your bank account, PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code DRIVER for up to $0.50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code DRIVER. Ringing Liberty